0: This is a podcast. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 <laughs> well, with that being said, hello everyone, and welcome to the box fort. My name's Mitchell, and once again, we've done it. We've lived another week. This coronavirus has not taken us. Thank goodness. Thank everyone that's here. I'd like to thank my religion, Mitch Lamek. Without you, Mitch, I wouldn't be alive. Uh, and again, I don't know how we've done it. We've got a guest. He's in the studio, he's sitting well away from us, good, because we don't wanna have any chance of getting this corona, but uh, I'd like to welcome Paul. Paul, welcome to the Box Fort. Thank you, Mitch, nice to be here. Well, I'm I'm glad you're here. I'm I'm excited to talk to you and get to know you a little bit better. But before we do that, I'd like to introduce the other co-host that's here today. Now, normally you would be hearing the sultry sounds of John Goodman, But, uh, well, he's here. He's just monitoring levels. Say hi, Cal. Hi. Yeah, now quiet, Cal. But let's get on to the other heterosexual life partner that's helping us through this is Tyler. Welcome, Tyler.
1: Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm back again. (laughs) I would say by popular demand, but I don't think anybody's asking for me.
0: Uh, Tyler, that's not true. I'm looking at the analytics, and they are numbers. Now, uh, (laughs) uh, so... Let's start off, Paul. Uh, we've known each other for a while, but I feel like we haven't got to know each other that well. Like we've we've, we've passed, we've talked, we've, we've we've hung out, but who is Paul?
2: Ooh, good question. <laughs> uh, well, I uh, was born and raised in Vancouver. Um, I'm uh, in my sixties, so uh, I've been around for a while. Um, I uh, went to uh, Catholic boys' school from grade one to 12. Uh, I survived that uh, in a manner of speaking. Um, and then, uh, let's see, the next important thing really that happened is I went to visit my brother in Abbotsford one evening. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the plan was actually to meet at the keg there where we had both worked in the 70s, and I was going to uh, really drown my sorrows. I had just gotten into real estate and had uh, put together this deal. I was all excited about it. It was three houses in a row, like an assembly. And then of course everything crashed and then uh, nothing happened. I got nothing out of it. So I was going out to Abbotsford to drown my sorrows with my good brother. Mm and he was at the keg having coffee with this young woman and three weeks later i was still in abbotsford sleeping on my brother's couch <laughs> uh, a couple of weeks <laughs> after that i was engaged and about two months later i got married and 30 years went by just like that wow just like that
0: now if i'm not mistaken you have all the grandchildren like um, all of them.
2: Most of them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had uh, I have four daughters, and three of them are in what I call rapid production mode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're and all Catholic, right? Very Catholic, serious Catholics is what I call them, um, uh, in, in a good way, actually, if that's possible. But uh, anyway, yes, I have thirteen grandchildren Jeez, so nice. far. Wow. Do you know all their names? um <laughs> not off the top of your head but do you know- I, I, I do know, i do know all the names i'm not sure i could just rattle them off i don't know their birthdays uh but i do know their names yeah so 13 on the ground one in the oven actually wow so you're
0: wow. 14 altogether. well
2: not quite you know you don't count the ones you know the chickens that aren't hatched i mean or- you're right you're right. You don't.
1: No. I mean, that's a whole nother debate, I guess.
2: Well, you know, going back to the Catholic thing, you know, my mother was pregnant 17 times and had nine babies. So, wow. Wow. They come and go. Yeah. Of so, it's yeah. a big family. Yeah. Big family. So
0: must wow. have been difficult to get like the top bunk in a, uh, in the house. Right. Or were you,
2: <laughs> well, what, what was hard was getting your own room. That okay. was, that was, they pretty much all had, I was number six of eight. Uh, and, uh, you pretty much had to wait for everybody else to move out of the house and then you got your own room.
1: <laughs> Or bathroom time. That'd be difficult too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, four boys, four girls, you know, we always lived in fairly big houses, so we never did the, you know, one bathroom thing. So, uh, it wasn't too bad. Uh, you know, the boys, nobody worried about it if someone was in there you just went right ahead in
0: well yeah it's it's crossing swords yeah exactly we all played this game right? we all played I,
2: I, I love that can you imagine what our mothers must have
0: thought oh like what happened in here boys are weird oh, sick
2: i'm glad i had four daughters man i wouldn't have known what to do with a boy
0: okay so my next question is that a popular question that we'd like to ask here is how did we all meet ah we met through theater we did meet through theater yeah
2: beautiful thing um i actually what i like to really say is uh community theater we right? did because yes. that's what community theater is all about is uh, people meeting uh, even a lot of what um uh, you know creative compass which is something that we you know kind of share now these days mm-hmm. uh it, it's all about sharing experiences and uh um you know so community theater back in the early 2000s 2004 i think Mm -hmm. that we all met
0: i would have said surrey little theater i don't know what show
2: uh, well, I met Tyler and Brigida, his mom, at uh, Langley Players.
1: Langley Players, Gwendolyn.
2: Gwendolyn, that's exactly right. I went to an audition. A friend of mine was auditioning, and she didn't know anybody, so she was kind of shy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had done a little bit of stuff in uh, Abbotsford together, and so she asked me to come kind of hold her hand. And so I went along with no intentions of auditioning and uh, ended up in the play.
0: That's oh. good. And... So then when we all met, what show
1: Well, I met you during the Snow Queen. You weren't in it. You no, just came I there. I just was there hanging yeah. out. Yeah. Um but I can't yeah, I'm just trying to think.
0: I I whatever one was when was it Shelly? The tiny what uh I remember the wizard was in the booth with us.
1: Oh, um uh Merle? Uh, no, um we were just talking about him. Um guy from the booth um older guy
0: in certain oh, dinner yeah, 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 murray. Yeah, yeah murray 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 he was in there so I I love love Mer- Merlin. Merlin 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 the wizard right yeah uh so but that's I, how
2: we met and that's the beauty of yeah uh, you know those kinds of community uh activities you, you just meet people and, and uh, uh like I say I just went along for the ride had no intentions of participating and, and they just dragged me in and, and then
0: next thing you know you're up on stage at main stage doing um the uh the cat stevens play which one was that the one where the giant book
1: oh no um yeah um the one my mom directed oh, brooklyn
0: boy brooklyn, brooklyn boy. boy that's right, right. yeah yeah. I, re- right. I remember that one uh going to main stage because uh if you remember our adjudication night
1: <laughs> <laughs> i remember <laughs> just tore, we were first ones up and he just tore oh. it to pieces just
0: wrecked us
2: oh it was brutal uh, one of the gals was, she was in tears. Uh, well,
0: I, I was I was going to go kill the guy.
2: Yeah, you know? I, I, I couldn't speak for about, I don't know, 36 hours.
1: Well, I, I remember, like, he just tore us apart. Then, obviously, I think the, the ones who, like, organized the event or whatever must have talked to him or something, because for the rest of the adjudications, he was a lot.
0: Like the nicest uh, guy.
1: <laughs> nicer. <laughs> nicer. Actually, you know what?
2: I went to all the, the following adjudications. The guy was actually brilliant. It was rude. Mm. It was a it yeah. was a little over the top with us, but the guy wasn't brilliant. He had, like, it, it was fascinating to listen.
1: The the brilliant ones are the ones that are usually the rudest.
2: Yeah, you know, they're just no filter, right? They just <laughs> say what they think. and um, But, you know, the, the old saying, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. You know, that's why I always told my kids, say what you want, uh, but say it nicely. Oh, of course. Yeah
0: yeah so like when then i mean i saw you sing after that so when, how did you get into music
2: actually you have never seen me sing i don't think that's the you one thing i'm most guitar? terrified uh, i do play a little guitar and i and i plan to sing i, I actually promised brigida that i would do an open mic oh. um and i have not fulfilled that uh that obligation uh, i'm actually practicing but you know all the theater i've done all the public speaking i've done over the years Uh, it's not that big a deal to me. I actually love it,
1: but to sing terrifies me. Which is why I was so surprised when you offered to sing for us here today.
0: (laughs) So without further ado, (laughs) ladies (laughs) and gentlemen, Paul on (laughs) the microphone. (laughs) So if you were to sing, what would be your first song that you were to crack out?
2: uh, It would probably be something by either uh, Bob Dylan or Leonard Cohen.
0: Really? Mm -hmm. Are those your idols growing up or
2: they're among the idols yeah leonard cohen uh, I, I just think he was brilliant and uh, the voice kind of worked for me
0: well uh, nice low sultry yeah, uh, dylan
2: is just you know everybody knows dylan's a genius um uh, neil young uh, i have uh, i just think uh, you know those guys are truly amazing
0: oh so like well growing up like my musical uh, idols were marty robinson and uh like a a lot of those old-timey blues guys yeah so that's how i i was raised so hearing people loving the old style
2: (laughs) well most of the music i listen to still is dylan um i I just downloaded my daughter showed me how to uh, download music um and uh, so i've been just going crazy lately uh and just rediscovered richie havens
0: richie havens explain to me me.
2: unbelievable guy I, i believe he's a british guy Um, and uh, plays guitar, very unique uh, way he does open tuning, and uh, the guy must have had massive hands, and he basically just, uh, you know, did bar chords by and large with his thumb, right? Uh, and just, you know, hard strumming, and then he'd have other players, and uh, just an amazing guy, and tons of different, um, you know, sort of songs and whatnot that I had no idea until three days ago. Most people remember him from uh, Woodstock. Okay, uh, and uh, and that's uh, by and large. You know, I hadn't really listened to much of his other music until the last couple of days.
0: Um, I honestly, I've never. I can't even think. I you couldn't even. Well,
2: that's a treat for you. Uh, just uh, well, get some of his music. It doesn't even matter which one. Uh, actually, the album I've been listening to lately is uh, live at the live from the cellar door. Okay, uh, and
0: uh, just. An uh, amazing artist, yeah. Live at the cellar, guys. Please don't don't laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: that yeah, you're in for a treat. Uh, Murray McLaughlin, great Canadian artist. Uh, I'm I, uh, listening to a lot of him lately. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Phoebe Snow. No. Uh, American uh, female blues singer. Uh, amazing story. She was. Um, I think I started listening to her probably in the '70s remarkable artist and then she just disappeared and I never I never really knew why and then uh, recently uh, she passed away and I think if I got the story right what happened is she had a son who uh, who was uh, had autism and she just stopped the whole music thing looked after her son and then I believe he passed away a few years ago she started getting back into music and then um, I'm not sure what happened but uh, then she passed away so that music industry is tough on people.
0: music industry is very tough on people. I've been listening to a guy named, uh, Austin Saint, Uh, if I right now, I can't remember the, his last name, but he sings a song called mortal Americans Mm -hmm. where he talks about, um, the old school, like rock and roll and how the Southern, um, uh, Southern influences came in and he, he sings songs, uh, or he tells them about, the uh, songs about their fathers and mothers and all that stuff. And it, it uh, you know what, I'll show you it after it. It's going to sound really good. But, oh,
2: cool. I look forward to that. Yeah.
0: It's, uh, right. it's, it's a good tribute to like the older generation before. Right. Yeah.
2: Right. But it's interesting you bring up music cause, uh, I, uh, I resigned my job, uh, about a month or so, uh, pushing five weeks now, I guess. Uh, and, um, I'm going to start working again, but I've had a little time off, and I've been a, a kind of fantasizing about, ooh, this is what retirement's like. I, I, can, <laughs> I can get used to this. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow. music is one, you know, I, so I was asking myself, you know, the rhetorical question, you know, what would you do if you didn't have to go back to work? And um, uh, again, you know, we've been having this fun with Creative Compass and the uh, the Miles for, uh, Miles for Smiles musical, Music Review, uh, and our music showcase and um, uh, that's something definitely on my bucket list I, I do want to get over my fear of singing there's something magic about singing
0: Oh, it truly is I uh, the way I uh, like I, I don't know if you know this I have extreme stage fright oh, okay I, I've had it since f- forever And the way I thought to get over it is to get on stage mm-hmm. And no, um, (laughs) I'm going to let everyone know out there. If you have extreme stage fright, it does not help at all. (laughs) You continue being afraid even every time. But you get used to the fear and it gets you excited to go on stage because, you know, it doesn't matter how much it's going to flop. It's it's going to be a good show because you've been practicing. But the one that absolutely to this day terrifies me is uh, I did Alice in Wonderland Mm. and I was Tweedledee. And that was the first time I remember that you do remember that. That was a good time. <laughs> and it was the first time I ever, uh, sang on stage and it, yeah, it still gives me nightmares. Right. So if, if you're, if you're wondering, it's fun, it's exhilarating. It's so good.
2: It, it is exhilarating. I, and uh,
0: once you do it, it feels good. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I never want to do that again. And then you get up on stage again and now I sing karaoke.
2: <laughs> you know, it's addictive. I, I got into theater in uh, high school, actually. Um, uh, in grade 10, I think, uh, grade 9 or 10, uh, we started a drama program at Vancouver College. And uh, one thing i got to say about Vancouver College is they didn't do anything small. Enough. If they, you know, whether was, it was mostly sports, they went like all the way. Uh, when they got into theater, they hired professionals and they did amazing shows. But I remember going on stage, in my first play. And the role I had, it was just a, like a farce comedy. Uh, and the role I had was just killer funny. Mm-hmm. And I remember I, I had delivered this one line as whatever it was, it was a funny line. I walk off stage and everyone's laughing and they're laughing and they're laughing. Everybody on stage has to just stop and stand there because the audience is and too, having too much fun. And it lasted long enough that I was actually able to get around to the back of the set and look through the set. And it was at the Metro Theater in Vancouver, so 200 or so people, uh, whatever it is. And I remember thinking at that moment, no matter what is going on in these people's lives right now,
0: Mm -hmm. they
2: are having a ball
0: just the best time
2: and i'm telling you it was in my it was like someone injected something in my veins mm-hmm. uh and the rush and that's when i was hooked
0: yeah it's it, it
2: is that feeling it is and it is addictive you just that rush of uh, and it's really a combination of fear and you know all all kinds of things i still get i'm very scared when i go on stage yeah, it's the but butterfly I, but i love it yeah yeah
0: yeah, well, it's it's like fear is like enjoyment or...
2: Yeah, until it tips the balance yeah. and then it's paralyzed. Right?
0: Yeah, I find when I'm on stage, I need to shut the audience off. And Marco actually was the one that told me to um, not like engage with them while I'm on stage. And that, that was hard for me to do because I like to use the lights as an extra wall. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, in a play, why does all our furniture face one wall?
2: Yeah. <laughs> i try uh, i try not to see the audience yeah uh if i uh if i actually make eye contact with someone it it will pull me out of the moment yeah so i try to i just look over their heads for the most part for all of us non-theater people why does the furniture always
0: why does all the furniture face one way yeah the fourth wall
1: that's where the audience sits okay. yeah so yeah. When,
0: what like it's weird to be in a place where you have to pretend like your kitchen faces one way and everything faces the same way yeah, oh, yeah, like,
3: it's see, like,
1: yeah. yeah. like if you're setting up a dining room table you'd only put the chairs on the one side yeah. nobody sits on the other side right yeah
2: except for when we did uh, <clears throat> the last one we did uh, what was it um, uh, home fires we mm. had the dinner and we 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 had, oh, yeah. we surrounded the table.
1: Yeah. But kind of,
2: we we agonized over it. Yeah. Too, so
1: I don't know. I think it brings a sense of realism to it, right?
2: That's what we were trying to do. The fun part was that is that we cut about a foot and a half out of the middle of the table. We've got this well, it wasn't quite beautiful, but it was an old, you know, antique table. Yeah and it took too much room on the stage. Mm-hmm. So we just buzzed about a foot and a half out of the middle and put it back together again. <laughs> I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I saw that play. Was- you know, it's
2: so fun. Uh, theater, you go and the the set is half the fun. Like, oh another, yeah, you know the set is really another character. It really and, is, and, yes. and it's all about the illusion. and of course, Brigida is mm. just she's a master at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, Tyler's mom. For anybody that doesn't know that,
0: yeah, Tyler's mom.
2: Everything I know about it's my mom. Yeah, everything I know about construction I learned from community theater because i signed up you know i wanted to be an actor but when you get dragged into community theater you're everything you're everything (laughs) because there's never enough people to do all the jobs Mm -hmm. right so yeah pretty cool yeah
0: well um i would say my favorite play for set wise would have been uh jim and shorty Mm. but that's the most controversial play i've ever been in so (laughs) You, you saw that one uh language player yeah. yeah 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 when yeah, I, I did see that when one. i played a native man you yeah. went uh i did not i couldn't they put the darkest makeup they could on me and i was still the whitest native you would ever see
1: <laughs> still i don't know what's what would be the term um, native face sure sure yeah. what i was about to say was probably going to be probably more it. racist exactly yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. i was, <laughs> was going to yeah. say red face that's yeah,
0: what i was going to say please yeah.
2: either way uh, probably inappropriate It was inappropriate.
0: Yeah. I, I remember uh we got so much flack because i was a white guy playing an ape guy and yeah. one person actually quit the play originally but because of that because right. of
2: that right. people are funny about things like that i remember out in abbotsford we did death of a salesman and it was kind of a church group that we oh. did it with and uh, they took out like the tiniest bit of dialogue some goddams and you know just a little bit of uh, um uh you know swearing like just that. a little editing yeah i mean a small amount <laughs> two people walked out really yeah
0: well yeah well the person that i that walked out i think was part native mm. but they got the lead role who ended up going to a full-on East Indian guy, right, right, and then the next guy was a Croatian, and he played a white guy, and then me, the whitest guy, got to play <laughs> the native guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, sometimes in community theater, you just someone's got to
1: do it,
0: right? Yeah. Tyler, you were going to
1: say something? Sorry, I'm just confused. Did they walk out because they were still swearing left or no, because they were offended that the swearing up. was removed? They, they were offended that we edited the. Uh, you, you know some what? I i get that. Because, yeah. um, like, Jess was just in play and um, they took out um some of the things and changed. And they, they just edited it. And it, like, the. Like, I've liked that play for the last, like, 15 years, and I've always wanted to put it on, and I was, like, really annoyed that they edited the play.
0: Well, I, I mean, I get it. At the same time, like, people want to stay true to their the, the art that is the play. Mm-hmm. But as times change, like, sure, like, when you read To Kill a Mockingbird and stuff, you're like, oh, this was the 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 language at the time or what yeah people said but i mean nowadays like you're allowed canceled, to
3: cancel culture
0: yeah you're cancel culture but you can like just change wording it's
2: a yeah. tough one i actually don't i think part of the agreement is when you when you get a script is uh you don't change anything without permission no um hmm. uh, we we wanted to do uh, Brigitte and i wanted to do to kill a mockingbird a few years ago and the club wouldn't do it because they thought it was uh, inappropriate in this day and age, and I would do that play, and I and I wouldn't change a word. I don't think you can.
0: It no, changes that, the like, play. That, that, that's I a think historical, but like, piece. you know, yeah. it's
1: it's it's also education to people that you know y- you want people to know that that was the time, and I think that yeah. that's fine because it is a period piece. It yeah. is about, you know, what is it the, the is it World War Two? Kill
3: a walking yeah.
1: Yeah. Walk-in-board, so well you know for the 40s you know um, where you know I guess if it's like supposed to be like a, a, a play that's set in the present and say written in the 70s but now it's you're not doing it as a '70s play. You're doing it as a yeah. modern day play. Right. Yeah, you know, you might want to take out some jive turkeys and whatever, but
2: <laughs> but then you probably got permission to do that. Yeah. Too. But you know, last night I was surfing channels and I watched the last half or or uh, third of Blazing Saddles. Oh, yeah. I love Blazing Saddles! Outrageous! Yeah. I, you know, it's I don't know. So I don't good, know.
0: I don't, it's so good. So good. I don't know if you could do that today. Oh, you could not. Well, There's no. But Mel Mel Brooks. Yeah is the only guy I know that could possibly to this day be the one that could get away with that. Nobody else could write the way he did. It was wild. And I mean, if you looked at it, like even he used like only the black character was using the language really. And then if it was used, it was used more by an ironic way or a super offensive shock way. But then it would be like overturned because they'd be like, oh, don't worry about it.
2: (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. it was interesting to see it it's been a long time since i saw blazing south so
1: good (laughs) one one of the things that i've seen that like i think is like the best way to handle things is because when when everything kind of got really um politically correct exactly in in the last in the last few months you know um you know, at like next uh, Netflix went and all these shows they like removed either episodes or removed scenes from episodes and everything, and everybody was doing it across the board. And Disney, who you think would be the first one to do that, it was like nah. Where was like, you know what? And they put a warning at the beginning of mm-hmm. their controversial stuff and said, you know what? And it says like something along the lines of like this contains um, content that is racially insensitive. It was wrong back then. It is wrong now, um, but we're not taking it out because you use this as a learning tool. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'm
2: cool with that. I, I think it's important that we are able to see where we've come from. Mm-hmm. Right?
0: But I, I, let's go back to the point of you, you in a church group, mm-hmm. and they, and the church group, most likely their audience is going to be church going people and it's probably going to be their community that goes so i can see like if it's just to that specific style they can take out the things that are offensive to them because it's not going to be like they're doing like what say a langley players or a sir little theater is doing and they're trying to broaden to everyone Yeah. because if you it, like if you broaden to everyone then yeah stay true to the material stay true to that but if you're just doing it to your specific true church group or you know it's only going to be these people that come and see it then sure edit it to their you know
2: i'm okay way with of that, not being offensive i'm okay with that but i think you have to have permission
0: okay i think you would because i bought the rights to well not the rights i got a play and they said i have the right to do whatever i want with the material because mm. uh, i wanted to put on a play for a while but i've found a venue that wants to put it on yet what's the play uh, <laughs> uh how i learned to hate my friends
1: <laughs> and who holds the rights to
0: this uh right now i do because i got it for well i bought the play and then it said i had the right to do it when i got it so so why did you do it okay you should make it it is a dark black comedy so
1: like, uh, that's that's racist
0: no not <laughs> I'm not referring. You could have just left it a dark match. Okay. Yeah. it's a dark comedy.
2: <laughs> the English language is so inadequate. Oh, you
0: know. No, it, it, yeah, it plays about like a guy that hates all his friends, and then he finds like people are referred to as friends with a hard F or friends with a little F, and right. they're gonna click and they start a cult. It, it's a great thing, but it shows like the different human emotions. Like, there's a person with depression and that kind of stuff and right. yeah
2: okay, cool I'm actually writing a play a one-man show about my uh, um, years at Vancouver College
0: if I'm not mistaken that's the Catholic boy school right correct so my well my stepmom's family uh, is right now running that school I believe um, because I just installed all the sound systems and stuff in the new theater there uh,
2: about thirty eighth in shape yeah. in Vancouver. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. the one. Vancouver. Yeah. Christian Brothers of Ireland.
0: Yeah. I I, I go there. Um, well, not this year, but every year we go there for Christmas and have it in the staff room. Yeah. Oh, cool.
2: Yeah. Well, I went there for twelve years, grade one to twelve. So you'll be on the wall um yeah somewhere um if they've got the graduating classes there might be some theater pictures and yeah the, uh, well
0: they, they have them all along the walls so the yeah. next time i'm there what uh, what year
2: i was there from 1960 to 1972.
0: okay so i will look at all of those and see if i can find you and take a picture for you
2: you know what it was uh, some some bad things happened uh but uh, by and large um uh, I wouldn't have missed it. It was some very good things happened too. Uh, I'm not sure I would send my kids there uh, if I had boys. It's changed. it's changed. uh, At the end of the day, not all my friends would agree with me uh, on that, but Mm -hmm. um, uh, I would take the bad to get the good.
0: Mm. Well, I I believe they do now have like mixed co ed classes now. So,
2: yeah. Well, actually, uh, I was one of the, uh, our graduating class was one of the first years to have co ed for a number of years we had girls coming from little flower academy the mm-hmm. girls school down the road uh, for some of the science classes mm-hmm. but in uh, i guess in 1971 little flower uh, was having some financial difficulties oh that'll be changed
0: tyler by tyler tyler Party
2: fell. <laughs>
3: now i'm not Sorry. gonna
0: i'm not gonna blame anybody on this but tyler no can <laughs> you, I mean, you just slammed take... your
3: coffee cup about three times again, yeah
1: so, so. Okay, uh,
0: as the host I'll do. <laughs> no, i producing it right now.
1: I just wanted everybody to know that I have 35 cents to my name. <laughs>
0: nice.
1: and I see that 35 yeah. cents. No big deal. Hey,
0: Tyler, weird flex, but okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, Little Flower was running out of money, uh-huh. and uh, so they were going to have to close their high school. So the girls in grade 11, who were expecting to go to grade 12 and graduate together, many of who had been together for years and years and years um they were going to get scattered uh, all over the city and so we invited them to take their grade 12 at vancouver college oh. so for one year 1971 72 we had um i can't remember if it was 11 or 13 uh girls uh, at the school it was uh, uh, it was an exciting was year for you guys. <laughs> but the funny part is, is that we kind of had to fight about it. There was a whole segment of the school population who want It was like no girls allowed, you know, on the clubhouse yeah. door. Like, like they were choked, and we're all like, "Are you kidding me? Yeah. They're
0: girls!" <laughs>
2: <laughs> like that's why we all got into theater because theater, you know, football they didn't have girls. Well, uh, you know, but cheerleaders. But actually, we were the cheerleaders. I it was, was a, an all boys. Oh, yeah. I was a cheerleader. Yeah. 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 Um, hey, that's I, a
0: demanding job.
2: Hey, I quit football in grade eight because they were just like trying to hurt each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, but you can't just quit sports when you go to an all boys school because like, you're just like you talk about being on the sidelines. I mean, you're just not part of the whole scene. And uh, so we became cheerleaders. Nice. But uh, yeah, no, lots of interesting things happened, and those were cool years. Yeah,
0: uh, well, I'm glad we have a common. Yeah, that's thread that's cool. with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Actually, I, they've got a theater there. They don't I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, it it's was after uh, we did our stuff in the gym and uh, uh, the theater program that I was involved in there was very cool. We gave uh, the Metro Theater rehearsal space, mm-hmm. and in return, they gave us the theater for two weeks every year. So we did our productions at the Metro Theater. That's that's like insane oh we thought it was so cool. was like
0: oh this is like a real theater. that's a big theater
2: yeah it was cool yeah it was very cool
0: uh just so everyone knows um the killing mock mockingbird was 1929 to 1939 so it was during the great depression mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah
3: the start of world war ii yeah the war yeah. Reading, yeah, reading up yeah right because there, there, there were issues about the germans
0: yeah
2: in the coming
1: power. okay yeah. I, I thought it was about the um I thought it was about the, the, No, the Japanese. But am I thinking of something else? You're thinking about Pearl Harbor. <laughs> no, there's a. There's a <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> uh, definitely wasn't. But none of us are history majors, obviously. No,
0: this is why we have Google. <laughs>
1: what what's what's the play that um, has um, you know just the the Japanese or sorry the Chinese or was it, was it the Japanese that weren't allowed in America? And well, the
3: Japanese were
2: put in tournament camps. in capture yeah, World War II. Are and then, think, are you thinking of the um, uh, East Indians that were
1: denied access uh, no, to Canada? No, it was, was it during World War II. You know what? Just forget I said it. <laughs> right. no, absolutely not, Tyler. You figure it out.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's all good. Uh, yeah, history, man. man. Mm. I think if I could go back to school, if I was, you know, eighteen, twenty years old again
0: mm-hmm.
2: i think history would be on the list of the things that i would uh, yeah. want to study I'll
0: oh overstate. absolutely absolutely yeah. if i could go back in time and go, like learn more stuff i would totally yeah. have been smarter always more time
1: <laughs> do, you, do you mind if i plug another podcast on this
0: um it's not time for plugs
1: um okay because it kind of he's gonna tie it in i'm gonna tie no, it in that's fine go, go ahead I'm so kidding. i I've, <laughs> since, since you're a dictator <laughs> since you've recommended it i've been listening to um a lot of episodes of behind the bastards yes you have and wow i learned a lot of history from that it really is a it's great so podcast good, right okay um, we can plug this okay. let's talk
0: about it. paul have you heard behind the bastards no have you heard of any podcasts no okay
1: <laughs> have you heard this podcast
2: <laughs> uh, well i listened to one uh one or two after you asked me if i'd be on just to get a taste and, on I'm and still so <laughs> <laughs> i think he was a little worried but yeah
0: which ones did you listen to
2: Oh, I couldn't tell you. There's, Perfect. Just, there's just a lot of cussing. And, uh, <laughs> I have
3: to admit so far, this is probably the cleanest podcast. Yeah, this, this sounds <laughs> the best. If anybody's wondering
0: why we sound so good and what that little buzz is, that's Tyler. Please stop buzzing into the microphone. Just buzz buzz. Uh, but uh, yeah, we, uh, we actually got some real mics going. Uh, we actually have a board. Cal is listening to our levels. He's making sure we all sound as pretty as possible. But with that... Uh, So yes, behind the bastards is a podcast about the worst people in history and how they became the worst people in history. So like, uh, Hitler was a farting hipster. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So farting hipster. Yeah. So he had like bad gas all the time because of his diet that he was on and he wrote plays and poems and stuff for people. And he was always trying to woo a girl, but because of his gas,
3: he couldn't bomb. do it. He yeah, was a, he was apparently quite an artist. Like he was very artistic. Uh, well,
0: i the word is autistic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't
1: yeah. relate autism yeah. to Hitler. <laughs> That's... <not> do that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: He was but a very <clears throat> interesting person.
3: You know, like obviously horrible person, but like
0: well, tell us about for
3: history... him. Shut up. <laughs> talk about anything. Go ahead, so please. Go go go, 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 go,
0: go, go. go, go, go.
3: No, I just he was he went through World War One and had a lot of bad shit happen him there, and he was he was trying to be an artist, and I, I remember hearing a story about something about how there was a Jewish artist or a Jewish something or other who hated his his paintings, and that started was one of the reasons why he started against hating Jewish people and stuff like that. Sure, I'm, I'm fucking everything up, but paraphrases. Yeah, he was an interesting person, very artistic and psychotic, but. You, you only you, you think about Hitler and he's just this evil person, right? Mm. But, yes. Nothing's know, quite that simple. No, everybody's a person. Everybody's, you
0: know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, learning that Mussolini had a paranoid uh, schizophrenia. Dude,
3: that dude was crazy. Yeah. I, I would almost say he was crazier than Hitler.
0: Oh, for yeah. sure, Mussolini almost. Mussolini
3: was a monster.
0: But he would, like, uh, the last bit of his uh, reign, he would make all of his uh, – subordinates or people in his cabinet every single night get drunk blackout drunk until the point of like defecating and like pissing themselves all night and then the next day he'd be like okay time to go to work get up at 6 a.m and then do it all over again I know
3: how to not run a country in a political party that, that would be the, the, the staple
0: yeah it's crazy so I- if you were a dictator like what would be your policies <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's a very
0: open-ended question. I'm well, sorry. If you're if you're a dictator, you're uh, pretty much a bad. Sorry, but I meant to say, if you were to run Canada now, how would you do it properly? <laughs> no idea.
1: Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> fifth. Oh uh, no, no. the 5th I'm not biting on that.
0: We need
3: we uh, need a whole episode for that one. Just a whole episode.
1: That's a good. That's actually would be yeah, good. yeah, yeah, You yeah, know
0: what? we will have a whole will have a whole episode on I'll that. I'll
1: come with notes. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll come we, up with my business
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. We can have a we have a
1: of a whole business plan laid out. For Canada? <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, but do remember, I am running for Prime Minister one day.
3: I, I
1: really hope so. Yes. yes. Just yes. run let's just run it. run for start start small.
3: Yeah, let's go for mayor of Langley, township Ch- of Langley. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's where we're gonna
1: start. We'll run your campaign. We're announcing it now, right here. Mayor. All right. Um Mitch um twenty twenty four, four, four five, five, five seven, seven yeah, so like, okay, 20, yes, ninety, yes. Whatever yeah. the next one. election
0: is. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, do I have your vote?
2: Uh, probably not.
0: Perfect.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's not a resident of Langley, so oh. he can't vote. Oh, no. <laughs> you're safe. No. Yeah. We're,
3: you know, what? it would be very interesting to see you run a campaign. You think so? Yeah. Because I, 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 you're you're just not a you're not. The I'm not a politician. You're not the norm. You no. could be a politician. I could be a politician. You could bullshit really well, but well, that'd yeah. be
2: interesting. It's a tough one, politics. You know, you, uh, it, it's kind of like a giant not-for-profit society. And the truth is, is when you get elected, um, you know, you you have your per- your personal slant on things. But when you're an elected official, you're actually supposed to reflect the will of the majority of the people, not your own. You know agenda right not sure that's what actually happens Um,
0: but um, well i have no examples of what would happen if you're trying to push your own agenda on a group of people let's say a country Mm -hmm. and it not working at all the way you wanted it to because there's so many political people in the way or you know Well, it's
2: uh, like, Tyler, remember when uh, we were on the board of directors for um, Surrey Little Mm Theatre, and, uh, um, you know, there were certain things that happened because we were there, because we wanted them to happen. Yep. Uh, But there were, you know, other things that we did uh, because that's what the membership of the club wanted. Yep. And uh, so you, uh, you know, you you get to push your own agenda to a certain degree, but you deviate too far from what the general membership wants and they punt you.
1: You know, it's it's I think it's extremely difficult because, you know, everybody is talks about politicians being like, oh, all politicians are liars. All politicians are liars. Of course they are because they run. Um, They run a campaign. They want to get elected. So what do they want to do? Oh, I'm going to lower taxes. I'm going to build more schools. I'm going to build more hospitals and everything. And then, you know, they have all the intentions to do that. And then they get elected on that. And then they go to the first cabinet meeting and they're like, okay, cool. I'm going to lower taxes. They're like, okay, do you want to take that out of schools or hospitals? Well, no, I want to build more schools and build more hospitals. Okay, so you got to raise taxes. Shit.
2: Exactly. Right. It's it's not that easy. It's uh, it's tough um you know best laid plans of mice and men and uh it's uh yeah
1: it's not easy and then they'll take it out of a um out of something that they think that won't matter and then it then it will matter right and then everybody hates them for that and you know i was driving through surrey today and on every (laughs) corner there's people saying oh this isn't a dictatorship and uh stand up for farmers and stuff and i'm like okay apparently something's happening with farmers in surrey um well, there's no, always something with farmers. About
3: it, but this shit going on in um, India—it's uh, the Indian farmers. The uh, I, you know I don't want to quote it because I don't know anything about it. But there's a big thing going on with the Indian with the farmers in India right now, and obviously that's going to affect the population of Surrey, right? Hmm.
2: Yeah. No, it's, it's a tough one. I remember talking to a guy out in Abbotsford years ago, and he was telling me a story about in. Uh, I uh, guess in the 60s, uh, they were all up in arms and they decided they were going to get their own guy elected to, um, uh, you know, office and send them off to Ottawa to straighten things out. So they did. They got their own guy um, uh, nominated for the Liberal Party, uh, got him elected, sent him off to Ottawa. And I remember the guy telling me the story. He says, like, this was a good guy, like a solid guy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, etc. And he said it took six months. And the guy was a complete toady, just yes, sir, no, sir, do what you're told, sir. You know, uh, and it, the system ate him up. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he said it took six months and the guy was unrecognizable. It's a machine, you know, mm-hmm. you, you don't get that's why, you know, back, uh, you know, a few a decade or two ago, um, when the Reform Party first started. And um, I'm trying to think of the fellow's name, who was the leader of the party. Um, uh, Kind of mental block. Uh, he had kind of a funny voice, a high pitched oh, uh, voice. Uh, sh- what was his name? Anyway, he was a he was a good guy, sh- solid guy. And I remember thinking I was so excited about him potentially getting elected because he it would have happened so fast that they would have actually got into power without owing every special interest group in the country, uh, you know, uh, favors. You know, you would have had a party who actually went to Ottawa, who were in a position to, you know, fulfill their agenda, um, and that doesn't happen. You know, and it didn't happen, and, no. uh, and because by the, t- the part of the problem is by the time you get there, you owe everybody.
0: So the Reform Party, like the first time it was um, Preston Manning. Yes.
2: Uh, was the founder. yes? Yes, the founder uh, is
0: Preston Manning. Yeah,
2: and uh, it was it was an exciting moment, but we you know we missed it. Hmm. and uh, it's just it's just not that easy you you get elected to office and um, you just don't necessarily get to do what you want now
3: so apparently the, uh, the protests are Punjabi farmers are protesting new agricultural laws in India hmm. and it's pretty much the government um, taking power away from small farmers letting the more bigger farmers and corporations um, well, I guess kind of put hands in there
1: Kind of so, I'm not totally read
3: right up about it, but that's, that's what they're
1: protesting. I'm, I'm just trying to figure, real, I fail to realize how, like, protesting here in Canada.
0: Well, I mean, well, we, just, we protest everywhere. We're pro- protesting what's happening in the States and Canada.
3: Yeah, I mean, a lot of the farmers here are from,
0: obviously, here. Yeah, yeah just a showing of solidarity. And,
3: mm-hmm. and, you know, they can try to get the Canadian government to do something. It probably won't happen. But, you know, why, why do we protest? Shit here
2: that happens in the states. Yeah, it's a version of lobbying, right?
0: Yeah. Just showing the uh, like it was, people. It was you're the not alone. of
2: a march just to show solidarity with mm-hmm. the yeah. jobbing farmers because a lot of them have family here.
3: Like
0: of course, right? so Yeah. Yeah. So, your thoughts on that, Tyler?
2: <laughs> be an
0: asshole, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> I noticed you didn't say a thing. <laughs>
1: now I was just going to get into a whole big thing. Do it get into it let's I hear it i see the wheels journey no it's just like you know why are you protesting um the um police abuse here in canada when it mainly happens in the u.s i mean that's because it also happens here not to the same degree but it still happens well, here it's a different group you
0: know. of people that they're
1: exactly right yeah. Yeah, but um part,
0: yeah. but still it's police There's brutality going
2: on there that isn't going on here you know we're just uh, you know we're just a slightly smaller version mm-hmm I mean, what are you saying? Like, why are they protesting?
1: The, the, the and and like an Indian law that's um in India is just like you know it's just like go to India and protest it because you'll just have a lot more weight. Mm-hmm.
2: But they, you know, the truth is is that their international <laughs> reputation matters, right? And so, you know, their uh, it, it does <laughs> sort of make
0: <laughs> That was good, Tyler. Go to India and protest, guys. <laughs>
1: No, but like the the government's the India government's not listening out here.
0: No, but yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think they are. and I
3: think they are. And if you think about it, it's no different than protesting anything else. It's if the Canadian government wants to help, they can, right? They're not. I don't think they're going to. They don't do shit all anyway. But, but yeah. I mean, but it's no different than protest. But you know, Trudeau
0: could give a strong. We're very disappointed in you. Or like what they did with the what was it? uh no frills no not all frills uh was that big one uh what's that re- uh, what is it called superstore that everyone likes walmart no nope. owned by amazon oh come on whole foods oh whole foods when said whole foods said that uh you weren't allowed to wear poppies and then trudeau goes uh it was a silly mistake it's and then they changed their uh their attitude and then everyone could wear poppies again
2: Everyone, you know, reputation is a big thing, you know, so uh, your face, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it does matter. Sometimes maybe not as much as you like to think, but all that stuff, uh, you know, lobbying uh, in general, it's, they do it because it works. Right. You know? And that's just really applying pressure. And, um, and, uh, and that's what, uh, and that's what protests do. Yeah. It's, it's it's an illustration of a state of mind. Yeah, and a lot of the people here
3: have family members there that are protesting. I huge. think this was just to say, you know, we stand with you, we yep. agree. You know, it was all peaceful, so, but the, the protests in India aren't peaceful, apparently. There's, they're tear gassing and beating mm-hmm. people and then attacking yeah. the police and stuff, right? Yeah. So,
0: mm-hmm. um, but I mean, look at all those other places in the world that are having protests with big subjects like this, like in Hong Kong, where they want to. Uh, to have just human rights basically and they're getting tear gassed and everything and not having a like a totalitarian state and then down in the states or another human rights and all lives matter people are getting tear gassed and there's basically on the brink of a civil war but you know at least they know the rest of the world is standing by them like
2: yeah for know, what so that's to I work, think,
3: i think there is a human rights issue with what's going on in India too,
0: right? yeah it's not
3: just oh they passed a new law no it's the way that the, the indian government's it
0: yeah
2: Yeah, we're we're more subtle in north america
0: yeah we're we're, well (laughs) in canada (laughs) Canada. the high part of north america (laughs) we're not very subtle in the states (laughs) yeah well yeah
2: Yeah.
0: oh 53 yeah oh you know what that means oh it's time for my favorite part of the whole show tyler are you excited Absolutely. Oh, he's never excited. <laughs> All right. Okay, Paul. Well, we've made it 53 minutes. Oh. Okay. Which means now we get to do my favorite part of the entire show. All right. Before we do this, I'm gonna ask you a question. Do you know who James Lipton is? No. No? Okay. James lipton Lipton was the dean of a school that hosted a show called Inside the Actors Studio. Mm-hmm. And what he did at the end of the show would he would name or do a rapid series of questions, and you would just say the first thing that comes to your mind without thinking, just First thing that comes to your head, Uh, head. are you you prepared for this? I'm ready. Okay, well, without further ado, my favorite part of the show, the James Lipton questions. Paul, what's your favorite word? I don't know. Perfect. What's your least favorite word? (laughs) I don't know. Awesome. What turns you on? Life. What turns you off? I don't know. (laughs) What noise or sound do you love? Music. Ah, what noise or sound do you hate? Fans. Oh, what's your favorite curse word? Fuck. Yeah. What profession other than the one you are doing right now would you like to attempt? Musician. Okay, what profession profession, other than the one you're doing right now would you least like to attempt? Janitor. A janitor, ooh, okay, good, high paying job, but doesn't want to do it. All right, and if heaven exists, what do you want to hear God say when you arrived at the pearly gates? come on in come on in (laughs) perfect well that's it well with that thank you everyone for listening paul is there anything you'd like to plug say do make people listen to make a good suggestion
2: uh no other than uh hey it's december so i can say merry christmas uh be nice to one another and uh, peace and love to all
3: what about uh creative compass
0: you, you want to plug that?
2: Uh, yeah, called uh, Creative Compass. Uh, so uh, if you go to, I guess it's www.creative-compass.com. Um, uh, oh, dot .com. So
0: creative-compass.com.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can figure that out. Uh, and uh, we've just started doing a uh, weekly presentation of the Miles of Smiles uh, music um, showcase. showcase. Uh, we had our first one last Saturday. We're going to try to run them every Saturday uh, continuously. It's uh, local talent. Uh, we have a feature performer every week, plus uh, individual performances that are been sent in by open micers. Uh, no, normally we'd be doing this in um, um, on-site locations throughout uh, Fort Langley but because of the whole COVID thing, we're doing it online and uh, we are just having a ton of fun. We've got so many uh, people who have sent us stuff. Uh, it's just fabulous. We need more uh, so that we can keep on doing it. Uh, we've, got, we've been doing it for a year or so now, so we actually were able to get some grant money. Um, and the whole thing with Creative Compass is we're trying to mentor young artists uh, and we're trying to help established artists get paid for their work and uh, so that's what we're all about and it's it's genuinely
0: worth tuning in and checking out fantastic fantastic tyler is there anything you would like to plug um, Creative compass Okay, yeah, this little group called called Creative <laughs> Compass. Geez, <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't
1: even didn't even think of anything. anything at all, behind the bastards? Uh, uh, yeah, like that's a great podcast. It's, it's um it's it's entertaining. Uh you learn some history. Um yeah, he's extremely knowledgeable. Love it. Perfect, perfect then, Cal, well, you're here.
3: Uh just our stuff. Nice uh, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music all the places you can get podcasts.
0: Fantastic. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to everyone that listens. Thank you. All the fans out there. Tanya, Ashley, um, Brandy, Bill, all the people out there. Thank you so very much, Jason, I guess. Uh, (laughs) But again, thank you so very much for listening. Uh, and without you, we wouldn't be able to make a show. So please like, share, subscribe, do whatever it is. Find us, send us questions. Use the hashtag. Uh, what do you want to be this time, Tyler? <laughs> hashtag <laughs> Tyler can't think. And <laughs> ask us any question you want on the Twitters or if you find us online or Facebook and all that stuff. But once again, thank you so very much, beautiful people. From your thick kings of podcasting, goodbye.
3: Productions ca